0: Hi, welcome to another edition of Fleet Momentum video series produced by Automotive Fleet. I'm Fleet Group Editor Chris Brown. This series is designed to put a spotlight on key leaders, trends, and product offerings in the fleet management industry. This episode is sponsored by and produced in partnership with AT&T. Today I'll be speaking with Jason Hammond, Director of Mobile Field Solutions at AT AT&T. Jason and I will discuss the trend away from aftermarket modems to factory sourced modems and what fleet managers need to know for a successful transition in their operations. Well, Jason, uh, welcome to another edition of Fleet Momentum video series.
1: Yeah, good to be back with you, Chris.
0: Yeah, for sure. So today we're going to be tackling one of the biggest um, issues when it comes to technology and automotive, uh, which is a great new trend. Frankly, it's that uh, you know we're talking about modems uh, that for like sort of telematics purposes were always an aftermarket install, and now we're uh, actually having them come straight from the factory. It's you know just about standard for almost all light duty vehicles to come with these automakers modems from the factory, and it, I mean that's great news for fleets, right? Um, not having to install and uninstall an aftermarket modem. Let's get into it. I mean, can you talk about the cost and efficiency benefits to that?
1: Yeah, I mean, what we know now is that there's both, there, there are both cost and efficiency uh, advantages. So let's, let's, let's kind of peel that onion, right? Let's take one at a time. Let's take cost first. Uh, so think about this, no install. Right, that's, that's a big winner. Uh, if you think about $100 to $200 per vehicle, this has the potential to uh, equate to some massive cost savings. Uh, number two, no hardware cost. Uh, again, another, say, $100 a vehicle, if you're talking about the OBD2 device, the wiring harness, uh, that can be eliminated. Um, so you have that. Um, you know, if you, if you walk it through an example of, of a fleet of 500 vehicles, that, that, that could potentially be a benefit of, say, $150,000 uh, that can be used in other parts of the business, right? That can be reinvested. Um, so I think getting away from the hardware costs, getting away from the install costs are two things. Uh, the other that's more of a soft cost is just m- what I'll call maintaining cost. Uh, you know, think about when a wiring harness gets kicked or an OBD-2 device gets tampered with uh, or unplugged and has to be plugged back in. You know, you have to dispatch your maintenance guys out and your crews out to those particular vehicles, no matter where they may be located, uh, to remedy that, that situation. And um, uh, so, those are, so those are other costs that can be eliminated, um, we had a situation, Chris, uh, that we saw uh, just about a month ago with a large government customer uh, that had standardized uh, a particular OEM in their fleet. And uh, in this case, it was eighteen thousand vehicles. That's a large one, right? That's 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 it's not your typical day, but. Uh, we had estimated the cost of doing the full install on a third party hardware solution to take over eight months uh, on, on, in the best case scenario. And uh, by going with an OEM plan and connecting directly to the OEM modules in the vehicle, uh, we, we, we knocked that down to two months. So you can see there's, there's could be some major uh, efficiency adjustments uh, to, to your project plans as well. So, those are all great advantages of, of uh, using the OEM modules.
0: Yeah, wow, really good points. Um, I mean, we still will, though, have legacy aftermarket modems. It's going to be mixed with the factory sourced modems in fleets. That's going to happen for a while. Those fleet cycles are going to take time to work their way through. But what should fleets know? about this mixed environment like any interruptions or issues with having both what do you think
1: yeah you're exactly right so um you know how many customers have 100 percent ford or 100 percent gm or solantis or whatever the oem is um not many right we don't see that yet uh, we haven't gotten to that point yet you know, the, the reality is that most fleets uh are, are mixed and um that's, that's, you know, 95% of what we see out there. So you could have a uh, mixed fleet have 20% Ford, 20% GM, 20% Solanus, so 40% something else that requires a third party hardware solution um, uh, that doesn't have those OEM capabilities built out yet. So I think, you know, that's what we see the most of. The, the, the key is to finding a provider that can handle that situation. Right, uh, a, a percentage of OEM, a percentage of non-OEM, uh, that, that still requires like third-party telematics devices, you know. And if you're, if if the provider can solution all of that in one portal, uh, can have the OEM APIs set up and cared for, and normalize that data across all those multiple solutions, uh, then then that's really what 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 you're looking for. Uh, You know, and don't forget these scenarios, right? We haven't talked about this yet, but what if I want to add a camera? Uh, What if I want to add a, you know, driver ID solution or a PTO relay? You know, a lot of those peripheral solutions, Chris, tie into the third party OBD2 via like an IOX extender or Bluetooth. Uh, You know, in those cases where we're adding those different peripherals to the solution, Uh, we're seeing that today you still need that third-party telematics hardware. Uh, The OEMs just haven't caught up yet in terms of an easy plug-and-play solution that would allow us to add those different peripheral solutions. hope that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does. Um, And certainly uh, fleet managers are getting acclimated to this new nomenclature and all. uh, uh, I mean, you know, you touched on it, but the automotives, I mean, the automakers modems, they aren't standardized, right? So the information coming from one is different than the information coming from the other. Um, I mean, what do fleets need to know on, on how this is remedied um, I mean, I, you know, there's a risk that fleets are going to have issues getting the data they want. How are you seeing this shaping up?
1: We really haven't seen that yet. I mean, I would say not really that we've seen problems with getting the data that they want, uh, you know, and, le- and there is an exception to that. Unless a company is going into an OEM specific software solution, uh, say, uh, you know, I'm going to use a Ford solution that is software based. Uh, that requires other OEMs to be brought in, uh, that could be limiting. So, you know, that could be where we have a problem. Um, And I'll say it again, the best telematics companies out out there uh, right now in today's environment have the APIs set up uh, and they're bringing in say 80% of the required data that they need to, to provide a solution. You know, some may not provide the engine data, others may not provide the accelerometer data. Um, so to circle back to your question, uh, I don't think in the long run, customers will have issues getting the data that they want. Some of it may not be completely built out yet, um, but, uh, you know, as long as they don't kind of pigeonhole themselves into a solution that, uh, that is limiting, they, they should be able to get what they need.
0: Got it. Okay. So Jason, I mean, obviously, you know, what's the other big trend, right? Uh, electric vehicles. Um, how is this going to factor into fleeting EVs? I mean, there's going to be new data sets that fleets will need to gather and analyze, right?
1: Yeah, and it's really early to know for sure um, what type of data sets the EVs will provide in the long run. We're starting to see some of that. Um, Part of that is due to lack of demand, right? We see the market start to adopt more EVs. It'll become much clearer for us. Uh, but the data sets are different, right? You're trying to gather energy used divided by routes and other forces to determine your efficiency versus fuel uh, in a normal combustion situation. Um, but so it, it's really it's, it's really early. I'd say the early, uh, the leading telematics companies in the world right now that provide uh, OBD2 type dongle solutions uh, do not really have launching E-V-O-E-M on their short-term roadmaps. Not to say they're not working with them. They are. There's a lot of work going on in the background, building the APIs, building the relationships, building the connections, uh, but it's still in the early stages. Uh, in, in the early stages are really, you know, putting all that piecework together and figuring out how to normalize that data. I think when we see more demand, we'll see that, uh, you know, that really step up in terms of what we're capturing and what we can capture. I would say from uh, from our standpoint, it's it's, it's probably going to be easier, right? The EVs will start with their own modems. You know, at AT&T, we have, I would say, over 60 OEM relationships in our connected car space. So we, we know these customers well, uh, and we know what's uh, available per, you know, per OEM, uh, and we do you know, data gathering around that. Like, what can you give me? What can we build together you know, from, from the start? And, and we see that because these are n- newly new trends in the marketplace with EV, that, that they're embedding those modems that they need to embed that we can get access to. And, and I would say that most of those companies are open from a software standpoint to, to building those relationships with, with us and other telematics companies.
0: Okay, well, this kind of leads to my last question. And, it, and it's, um, you know, all the OEMs are building out their their own little software package as it relates to their electric vehicles. But then this really becomes like multiple systems, multiple dashboards, uh, you know, for ICE vehicles and, and fleeting EVs. I mean, how should fleet operators be thinking about the integrations and systems management moving forward?
1: Yeah, you got to go find a partner that, that a telematics company that's technically savvy in terms of the software. Um, you know, this whole conversation that we've been having just today focuses on elimination of hardware, right? In the past, there are telematics companies that have put a lot of R&D and capital into building the best hardware solutions, uh, the future will require strong R&D and development into software integrations. So you need to go find a partner that can do that. And we, we still talk to customers. You know, the majority of the customers today um, don't understand how to use a, a software development kit, uh, an API system to build their APIs. And. Um, you know, they haven't hired the right resources to go build those software connections. And that's understandable, right? If we're making the shift. Uh, but I think to answer your question, it's, it's it's you know, evaluating well and making sure you understand that the, 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 the provider that you're choosing has a strong affinity for making those software connections. You know, let's go back to the earlier... Um, scenario you could have a fleet that requires what two to three oem connections a dongle solution a connected camera driver id solution ptos they may have integrations that they're needed for you know wex or fuel man whatever their fuel systems are uh, also integrations back into their back end like oracle and sap or other erps type solutions navigation etc 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 so you know, as a fleet manager of a company, how do you source all that, right? Who do you go to to source that? Um, I think you better evaluate really well. uh, And that's something that we can help with. And you better choose well, Uh, you know, you choose based on what data we can get through that software application in the future. Um, So those are my thoughts on that question.
0: Well, great. Yeah, I'm hoping there's that easy button in the future. Uh, It's a real challenge, certainly, for fleet operators. Uh, Hey, Jason, that's all the time we have for today. Really want to thank you for uh, this edition of Fleet Momentum.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Glad to join you and uh, look forward to future sessions, Chris. Thank you.
0: Sure thing.